Warning, the Motion Picture Association of America requires that we inform you that this episode of Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies contains massive spoilers that could ruin a first-time screening of the film covered in this episode. So, if you don't want to know that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's that Goose in Top Gun, that is really Kaiser Sose at the end of The Usual Suspects, or that Bruce Willis was a the whole time in The Sixth Sense, then proceed with caution. Powered by Transistor FM. Grab your popcorn, silence your phones, and tell your friends to shut up. Do not adjust your projector settings because what you're about to hear is real. The Derek Duvall Show presents Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. Prepare yourself for insight and honest reviews from a married couple with varying movie tastes. Hot takes, hotter insights, and news you can use. Now, coming to you live to tape from the Derek Duvall Production Bunker, it's Mindy and Derek Duvall! Hello, Duvall Nation. Hello. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hey, hi there. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic episode of Derek and Mindy's Fun with Movies. We are back with another fantastic episode, and I'm so glad that we're talking about a movie that's still in the theaters this time. So, Mindy, go ahead and tell us what fantastic film we're going to be talking about today. Okay, you're going to have to find a new word. You've said fantastic about seven times already. <laughs> and I will continue using it. <laughs> All right, today we are going to be talking about the new movie, Air, or as Derek would like to be referred to it, Air, Courting a Legend. It's on the bloody <laughs> poster, I'm telling you. I know, but IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes all just have it as Air. <laughs> it's all right. You know what the actual other subtitle on that poster is? Some icons are meant to fly, Ooh. which could not be more accurate for the, for the actual context and subject matter of this film. So, yeah, I agree. Okay, so we saw we first saw about this movie a couple of months ago. We saw a trailer for it. I think ESPN was the one to put the trailer out. And, of course, I sent it to Mindy. And then we're like, what? Ben Affleck's directing. Matt Damon's in it. Oh, my God. What could go wrong? So, Mindy, this is not entirely something you're a subject matter that really screams to you. I had to show you the Last Dance documentary to give you some sort of context as to the backstory of the Air Jordan. But uh, what what did you know about the going into it? You did not have to show me the documentary for context. You showed me the trailer and I was like, oh, my gosh, why am I excited about seeing a movie that talks about basketball shoes? (laughs) (laughs) But I was excited because Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Jason Bateman. I mean, you had me. I don't care what the subject matter was. Those guys are awesome. My friend Mike over at One Mike Black History Podcast, I I told him that I was going to see the movie. He was like, as a sneakerhead, this movie just screams to me. I was like, it makes total sense to me. So, yeah. Yeah. But no, it's been a while since I've seen a, a good directed Ben Affleck film, which, you know, he is, I think he's got one bad one on his record, but the rest of them have been pretty solid gold, including a Best Picture win for Argo. Uh, how he didn't win Best Director, that makes no sense to me whatsoever, but that's an entirely different conversation. Um, real fast, I went and looked it up. Our Rotten Tomatoes score for this film. We have a 92% for critic score. Mindy, what do you think the audience score is? 97. Ooh, it would be just over its 98. 
Oh, see, I would have won both showcases, though. Both showcases, <laughs> very well. I have to admit, honestly, this is it's great to see Affleck and Matt Damon having fun again on screen. And Ben Affleck's kind of kind of a glorified cameo in a way. He doesn't really have a lot to do in the movie because even though he plays Phil Knight and he's a huge part of Nike's history, this movie's really all about Sonny Vaccaro. The whole movie is basically, you know, the story of what Sonny Vaccaro had to do and the magic he had to pull out of his butt to make this deal happen. And it's 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 gripping. And you would, again, like Mindy just said, it's a movie about sneakers. You wouldn't think that this subject matter would be so great, but then you throw one name into the mix and immediately this this film has an audience. What's that name, Mindy? Viola Davis. No. That is way wrong. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's Michael Jordan, but Viola Davis was also amazing in the film. <laughs> yeah, we'll get we'll get to Viola in a minute. But yeah, Michael Jordan. You throw Michael Jordan's name in anything and it's gonna make money. But in this case, it's amazing, especially like I said, but I'll give the basic premise real quick. It's basically Nike's not doing great, Converse, Adidas, they're blowing them out of the water. They want to expand their basketball brand, but they want to court a whole bunch of lesser-known draft picks going into the 84 draft. Now, I am in from the years of 1984 to 1998, I am officially an, M- an NBA like expert. I know every basketball player, every team, what have you. But I do know that it was amazing that Michael Jordan, who is unequivocally known as the greatest basketball player of all time, was not the number one draft pick that year. And it blows my mind who number two was as well. But number one was a center. He went to the Houston Rockets. It was Hakeem Olajuwon, great center, legendary basketball player. But the one that gets everybody, and, and I have to remind people all the time, pick number two went to the New Jersey Nets, Sam Bowie, who did nothing with his NBA career. It was a, it was just a, an absolute joke that this player was pick number two. Gifted player, but did nothing with his NBA career. But then the Chicago Bulls were coming off the second worst record of their of their franchise history, and they got the third pick. And with the third pick, they picked a, a little unknown guard out of North Carolina named Michael Jordan. And it was going to be, going into it, every knew that, I saw that uh, Michael Jordan wanted to go with Adidas. He was a huge Adidas fan. He, he, Converse was too convoluted in terms of the, the, the roster, but uh, he wanted to go to Adidas. But Sonny Vaccaro saw something in Mike and was like, we need him. This guy could save our company. And the lengths and the wheeling and the dealing and the back deals he had to make to get Michael Jordan's family into a room at Nike – the movie, even though you know the premise of the movie, because Air, the Air Jordan sneakers, the number one sneaker in the world and has been for 30 years, to get the actual backstory of how the Air Jordan came about is gripping as hell. And they, I mean, I know they've taken a few liberties in the storytelling, but for the most part, honestly, it's pretty cut and dry. And I especially loved uh, David Falk. David, the gentleman who plays David Falk, kills it in this movie. Faulkner? No, Falk. Oh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, the gentleman who plays David Falk, he nailed it. As I've seen interviews, I've I've watched a lot of stuff with David Falk in it. That dude is one of the most animated people you could ever want to meet. One of the greatest sports agents who ever lived. His his legacy is without question. But yeah, no, it was amazing. And like I said, they got a great cast in here. We got Chris Tucker. We got Jason Bateman. Of course, Matt Damon. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Marlon Wayans is in it a little bit. But the real the real ace in the hole is Dolores Johnson, played by Viola Davis. Indeed. And I read a couple of stories 
when they were doing press before the movie got released that Michael Jordan only had one request for this film. And that was that Viola Davis play his mom. I thought that was kind of sweet. Yeah. Hey, if Mike says it, so shall it be done. So, you know, all right, well, I've talked enough. Let's take it to uh, my favorite part of the segment of the show. Let's go to the notebook. I'm gonna ask you one more time. Will you? Will you not go out with me? Okay, okay, fine. I'll go out with you. No, well, don't do me any favors. Say it. I wanna go out with you. Say it again. I wanna go out with you. No, no, not that notebook. Mindy's notebook. Oh, okay. Well, that makes more sense. Okay, so I have lots of good stuff written down here. The first thing, so they open the film, and it's just basically trying to set the scene, I think, for the audience to let you know which decade we're in or what year we're in. It's just a ton of 80s clips, like different events that happened in the 80s, different, just all kinds of different, like, 80s pop, you know, pop culture stuff and events that happened. So I just, I liked the opening bit of that. Uh, one thing that uh, Derek told me to write down was about the soundtrack. I say that intro, that opening intro of Dire Straits, Money for Nothing, set to the um, the backbeat, the, on a montage of all the great 80s moments. You know, I saw He-Man in there, Ghostbusters, Reagan. I mean, it was awesome. That that opening montage set for me the tone of the movie. Like, I'm like, I am in. Because number one, Money for Nothing is one of my all-time favorite songs. Uh, minus the controversial second verse, which gets deleted in all future versions, but the song itself is incredible, especially with Sting doing the backup vocals on that. Continue, sorry. Yeah. So, and that kind of leads me to my next part. It was something he leaned in during the movie because we went and saw this in the theaters and he was like, write down soundtrack for later in your notebooks. <laughs> I can talk about that. All right. So one of the things that I learned in the movie is, and I think Derek already knew this because he was like kind of naughty when I looked over like, what? It was the just do it slogan apparently mm -hmm. came from a convict who's about to be executed. And they asked if he had any, any last words. And he said, just do it. And that's how Nike got that as their slogan. <laughs> and I looked over at him like, what? And he was like, yeah, he was nodding like, yeah, I knew that. I was like, that's crazy. That's ridiculous, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> I also liked, so they had this big wall, and I think it was in Ben Affleck's office. I think it was out, you know, in the main area at the Nike headquarters. It was it was a couple of different places. And then they would also put it up on the screen when they when something relevant would happen. But they had these 10 Nike principles. And I just thought that was a cool little thing that kind of went through the film. And you'd see it in the background in his office and be like, oh, yeah, that there you go. You're living Nike's principle number eight right now. Like, it was just kind of a cool little thing. Okay. So the next thing I wrote down was that they were in a meeting about the different brands. So, of course, Converse at the time was the biggest brand. Adidas was number two. And Nike was like way far down number three in, in, in terms of basketball shoes and sales. And they were having some issues at Adidas. And they were, I, I can't even remember who was talking about this, but they were talking to somebody and they said, well, some of us have a past and some of us were Nazis. There's a line. David Falk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so yeah. So then, do you want to talk about Adidas? Well, I mean, Adidas has a very dark history, and it isn't. And it's some of it's of their own making, and some of it is not. But basically, Adidas was a German was a German uh, athletic company that founded in 1924. The actual founder, his name was Adolf Dassler. I think it's Dassler. I think it's how you say his last name. And basically, uh, they became this popular German uh, company, a clothing uh, thing. Anyway. 
around the rise of the Third Reich, uh, Hitler decided to use Adidas's clothes to fit the Nazi youth. So all the Nazi youth photographs you see in, in you know film reels or on you know the internet, they're all sporting Adidas gear. <laughs> anyway, uh, a little lesser known fact is that it was founded actually by two brothers, and one of them they had a nasty falling out somewhere at, before the Second World War, and that brother span off and started his own uh, sporting company. Do you know what it was called? I do not. Puma. Hmm. All right. So yeah. So anyway, yeah, uh, definitely a, a lot of a lot of bad history. It's, it's the same with Volkswagen as well. Volkswagen's got that, you know, dark history in the past, but it, you know, it is what it is. And they obviously, you know, they shunned their national socialist uh, extremist movement because they were technically members of the Nazi Party. But um, yeah, Adidas is now still one of the biggest uh, clothing brands in the world. All right. So the next thing I wrote down, Ben Affleck's character. So he's like the. I don't know, what would you call him? CEO, owner, founder, CEO, CEO, yeah, yeah. of Nike. And he drives an awesome purple Porsche, which I thought was amazing. And then he saw somebody out like skateboarding in the parking lot. And he's like, man, they better watch out. They put, that took like 23 coats of paint to get that color of purple, which they actually call grape. And he was all mad about it. And I was like, (laughs) that is what I want my car color to look like. (laughs) And then, okay, so... There's a part in the movie where uh, Sonny, played by Matt Damon, he's trying to get a hold of the Jordans. He's like, I just, I need to talk to them. And he, somebody told him, go through the mom. The mom is in charge of everything at the Jordan house. And he tries to get in with the agent. And the agent's like, no, man, he's most likely going to go with Adidas. And Converse, if he doesn't go with Adidas, like, you're not even in the mix. Don't even bother. We're not even setting a meeting. And he's like, I just need to get in a few words. I feel like I could really convince them. So the agent says, don't call. You're not allowed to call the family. Don't call the house. That's inappropriate, you know, to go around the agent and call the house. So he's like, okay. So he doesn't call the house. He goes to the house. Which Ball, that was very ballsy. Very ballsy. So he shows up and Michael Jordan's dad's out there like working on his car or whatever. And he's like, hi, are you Mr. Jordan? And he's like, what? So he calls his wife in and she was like, oh, really? You're you're really going to do this here at my house? Like, wow. Like my agent, their agent's going to be pissed. So he sits down and he has a chat with Mrs. Jordan. And he's like, here's why I think, you know, I think I see something in your son that these other people people don't see these other places don't see and he goes into it like i watched his tape over and over again and he's just amazing i know he's gonna do great things he's gonna like be amazing and uh, and if you go to these other companies he's just gonna be another face to put on a poster at nike he's our guy we're putting our entire budget like instead of splitting it up like they wanted to or or what they originally were going to do is split it between three kind of lesser known basketball stars or up and comings they they said no we're going to put all two hundred fifty thousand dollars on this one guy and it was a crazy risk and so he was like you know he's our guy like if you sign with us he's going to be the deal and so she's she's like, okay, well, you know, you showed up and, and came to my house. What do you what do you think? And he's like, let me tell you what's gonna happen at your two meetings. And he went into it and he's like, here's what Adidas is gonna say, or here's what Converse is gonna say. He did that first. And then he said, and here's what's gonna happen at Adidas, because the guy had died 
Yeah. And there was some confusion about who's in charge. And he was like, I want you to ask them who's in charge there. And so anyway, it was it was kind of funny to see it play out because the meetings happened exactly like Sunny said. And he says, if they don't, if they don't happen like that, feel free to make your decision. But if they do and you want to hear more about it, give me a call. And it, it worked. I love how you went into that German accent too. That was hilarious. Yeah, and she was like, like, no. Mm -mm. <laughs> and he was like, okay, sorry about that. <laughs> so anyway, so then he gets back to Nike and everybody finds out he went, he just showed up at the Jordan doorstep. So the agent, David Falk, calls Matt Damon's character and he is just reaming him out. He's just cussing and like he's threatening to come murder him. Like if he ever comes near his clients again. I mean, so I just wrote down, Falk agent rant to Sonny after Gorgeous Jordans because it was just like a five minute tear with like if we played it on this show you wouldn't hear anything but bleeps it was yeah. it was awesome and he's like yeah. sorry not sorry like but it worked and I'll probably be hearing from you soon and make you a lot of money and you're welcome yeah and it did and it did yeah because he was yeah. like yeah it's it's gonna go one of two ways one i'm gonna put a restraining order out on you and maybe murder you or we're gonna be best friends because you make me a lot of money <laughs> well i mean everybody remembers this is you know jordan's you know the, the first expectation of jordan's shoe was only supposed to be three million that first year yes and they ended up making a hundred how much was it again i have to look it up i think it was like 142 162 million yeah. in one year and it still <laughs> yeah. is the number one shoe in the world yeah Everybody yeah. has a pair of Jordans. I have a pair of Jordans. <laughs> yeah. So they go to the other two meetings. They went exactly how Sonny said they would. So they come and they're coming to Nike and everybody's like, oh my gosh, he did it. This is really happening. So they put together this like reel. They're going to show him this little video clip of what they could do marketing wise and talk to him. And like, even just like part of the way through Matt Damon character is like, nah, let's cut this. Like they're not, they're getting bored here. Like we just need to speak to them. We just need to tell them. Yeah. And so he goes on this whole like heartfelt rant about why they should sign, why he should sign with Nike and what they're going to do for him. Mm -hmm. And they said, a shoe is just a shoe until someone steps into it. And I Good thought, line. oh, man, that's so nice. And so well, they you... were like, this is going to be your shoe. And I think part of the reason that they, it sold them because the NBA and maybe they still do had a rule that the shoe had to be like 52% white. It yeah. could be anything else, but it had to be like mostly white for the, you know, NBA rules. And they were looking at the shoe when they were designing it for Jordan. And they're like, man, there's just not enough color in this. And they're like, why don't we just make it whatever color we want and then pay the fine? It's like five mm -hmm. grand a game though, which even today's standards, it seems like a lot to me, but yeah. back then it was probably even more so. And so, and, and they didn't tell Matt Damon's or, um, Ben Affleck scared the CEO. They didn't tell him until the meeting. They're like, oh, yeah, I was just telling him how we're going to pay all the fines for this shoe. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. Didn't know about that. <laughs> Thanks for that heads up. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so they show him the shoe and they're like, oh, Bulls colors. It's like red and black mostly and just a little bit of white. And like, yeah, we're just going to pay your fines. And I think that's, I mean, obviously the heartfelt, you know, speech mm. about Michael Jordan and what they could do for him, I think sold it. But then the color of the shoes too. The speech itself though, if that doesn't get Matt Damon an Academy Award nomination, I don't know what will. But the thing about the speech the most that got me was it's the only time in the movie you see Michael Jordan and you see him like a montage of his highs and then the lows where his father was murdered, his gambling uh, scandals, 
and so forth. Like they're saying, like, we're going to build you up to be this, this, this Titan, this legend, but there are going to be people who want to tear you back down. And they did, they showed that part where, you know, and that was a very, very sad to see. And it was also great to see Michael Jordan's dad being played in the movie because James Jordan has such a massive effect on Jordan's career. Yeah. But, but I thought that was really great too. The other yeah, part, so I while, oh, hang on. While they, yeah, like you said, while they, while Matt Damon's character, Sonny, was giving that speech, they were showing because he was like, You're going to go on to do great things and you're going to win a bunch of champions. And they would show real life clips of that kind of stuff happening. And then he's like, But yeah, there are people that want to tear you down. And then they would show real life clips of things that happened. So I thought that was yeah. a cool tie in. Yeah. Uh, also, at that meeting of Grant as well, Chris Tucker. I love watching Chris Tucker play serious roles because he's so good at it. Yeah. And he was great in this movie. He was, I mean, he could see he was like wheeling and dealing, you know, and, and what have you. Like he knew how to read the room. Mm-hmm. And he did that very well. But the one thing I want to talk about real quick, though, before I forget, and it uh, he is kind of like the unsung hero of this whole movie. Without him, this movie does not work. And that's the character of Peter Moore. Peter Moore is the gentleman who invented the Air Jordan, the shoe. And he later went on to create pretty much one of the most iconic Im- symbols of all time, which is the jump man. It, they mentioned it in the end of the movie is a montage. They said that he died a month before they announced the making of this movie. I would love to have seen what he, I would have loved to have seen him, what his opinion of that movie would have been, because they nailed it. I've seen I've seen Peter Moore interviews. They nailed the character. That guy yeah. is exactly like him. Yeah, it was cute. Like during the meeting with the Jordans. He was trying to get into like the technical aspects of the shoe and this, that, and the other. And they're like, okay, okay, okay. Let's talk about Michael now. Like, let's tell him why we want him to wear this awesome shoe that you've designed. But it was cool. And to say that, you know, so David Falk, the agent, had said something about Air Jordan a little while ago. (laughs) But Matt Damon's character hadn't told anybody. And then when they were, you know, designing the shoe down in the basement, he was like, you know, I've been wanting to call these like air sport shoes over here, but what if we just call them air Jordans? And they're like, oh, that's amazing. Yes, we should call it that. And he's yeah. like, oh, David Falk kind of already said that, <laughs> but you didn't know that. So we invented it. It's fine. <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah. I will say this one last part that's very interesting about that deal, though, is for that it was unheard of at the time for uh, an athlete to get a percentage of the shoe. That was the seal of the deal. And I was like, when they agreed to that, they're like, okay, Nike it is. Yep. Mrs. Jordan called in and was like, hey, we want to sign with you, but here's the deal. Michael deserves a portion of the shoe. You're naming the shoe after him. This is his, you know, it's his brand. It's his shoe. He should get a piece of the pie. I mean, that's only fair. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, we just don't do that. And she's like, well, make it happen. And then we can talk. And so he had given up and went and told this, went and told Matt Damon or uh, Ben Affleck, the CEO. And he was like, wait, you, you told them no. And he's like, well, yeah, nobody's ever done that. He's like, screw it. Let's do it, man. Let's close this deal. I was like, whoa, that's awesome. Also (laughs) of note, do you know how I, I, we may talk about this after we left the film. Do you notice the character of Michael Jordan is never seen? Yes. That every time, that. and every time that it would look like you're about to see his face, someone would step in front of it or. Yeah. Or he'd turn to look at a picture or something on the wall. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think they did that on purpose because they were like, they wanted the story to be. Yeah. You know, they wanted the movie to be about the story, not just about Michael Jordan and who's playing right. him and you know, right. all that stuff. So the last thing I wrote down on my notebook. So everybody at Nike. Uh, so. Ben Affleck's character, the CEO, he's a big runner. Like, so Nike back then was mostly known for as for their running shoes, not their basketball shoes. And so 
Ben Affleck's character would just go running every day in these little, little pink shorty shorts and whatever because <laughs> it was the 80s. He had like spandex whatever's on underneath in these little shorty shorts. Uh, and very well coiffed hair. Oh, yes. Very well coiffed hair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Matt Damon's character, Sonny, was like, I don't know what all the fuss is about with this running stuff. So the very <laughs> last part of the movie, you see him lacing up his, you know, Nike shoes. He's at a track, like, you know, yeah. with a circle track. And he takes off. He's trying to start running. And he, I don't know, maybe like 10 feet or something. And he's like, nah, screw this. I'm not, I'm not doing this. I don't want to, this is stupid. I don't want to run. And he just walks off like, well, I tried running. I didn't like it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that being said, thank you, Mindy. We always love your notebook. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, take it down to our final review. All right. So Mindy, because I can't remember what they are. Mindy, <laughs> what is a one star? Bloody awful. Two stars. Bloody uninspired. Three stars. Bloody average. Four stars. Bloody brilliant. And five. Bloody marvelous. As as shown in the last episode, I, there's no way I was going to remember all five of those. So. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> Which is funny because we developed them together. <laughs> That's true. All right. I'm going to go ahead and go first. I will say this movie exceeded every expectation I had going into it. Obviously, you know, I'm a Michael Jordan fanatic. I know everything you can imagine about this, especially about the NBA in that time. Uh, they got it. They nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. And they took I, – I didn't know this. is basically the guy who wrote the film watched The Last Dance and was like, that would make a great movie and wrote the whole thing based on that 15-minute part of episode four of The Last Dance. So that in itself is, is, is amazing. And it speaks to the power of what this one man – does for the sporting world and entertainment world and so forth so me overall the the performances were fantastic the cinematography was the soundtrack the writing it's a very talky film and i will say this i give it four stars bloody brilliant that's correct <laughs> mindy go ahead it sounded more like a question but yes <laughs> Well, I also enjoyed this film a lot. When Derek first showed me the trailer, I was, uh, well, he told me about the trailer. He's like, I want to show you this trailer. It's about the Michael Jordan Nike basketball shoe signing thing. And I was like, that sounds weird. That sounds like an odd subject for a film, but I'll give it a go. And I watched the trailer and I was like, wow, that looks really good. I was really surprised. And so I was, again, pleasantly surprised with the film itself when we saw it. Like you said, great performances, great story, very talky, but it was awesome to see Ben Affleck and Matt Damon in that talky, kind of funny, quirky style that they have. I just thought that was awesome. So I also give this film four stars. Bloody brilliant. Nice, nice. All right. Well, that being said, we're going to go ahead and close up shop here. Uh, but we just want to let you know that we are, in fact, sponsored by Jerky Pro. If you want to check out, use our promo code DUBALL37, and you will get 5% off your purchase. And we are also partnered with the amazing Tee Public. Uh, we have a great little store on there with everything with our logo on it, including Derek Duvall's show and Derek and Mindy's Family Movies logos, magnets, stickers, and mugs. Plus, we have some fantastic T-shirts that we selected ourselves. So go to our website, DerekDevallShow.com. Go on the banner at the left that says Merch. Click that, and you will be taken to our store on TeePublic. And we want to thank them for being such great partners with the show. So on behalf of myself, my wife, and all the other members of Devall Nation, we want to say, you keep listening to them. We'll keep making them. Until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you at the movies, Planet Earth. Planet Earth.
This has been a recording of The Derek Duvall Show, and we thank you for listening. Please go to our website, DerekDuvallShow.com, for links to merchandise and to explore past episodes. Please find us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Derek Duvall Show.